What's good, everybody? Ty Krieger here with Behavior Buff episode 33. Today, we're going to talk about why your kids are being bad, why they're not listening. It's that one question that I feel like if we just talk about it more and more, it's going to continue to put you guys in the best possible situation to be ready to address anything that comes up, anything that is in front of you. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about with parents because no matter how many times I can give them exact recommendations, and I do a lot, but no matter how many exact recommendations I can give, having a deeper understanding of why behavior happens in the first place is going to put you in a position to now be able to be more fluid on the fly, to be able to address any situation that comes up and not have to come back to an expert to figure out the answer on why you should act the way you do. Basically, this is the stuff that we go to school for. And the more that you can deepen your understanding on behavioral theory of why it's, why it's happening, the better off you're going to be. So the difference between what and why is how we're going to start this thing. When we're in the trenches dealing with challenging behavior day in and day out, it's so easy to get caught up in what is happening. The screaming, the whining, the not listening, the fighting, the tantrums. This is so easy because it's right in front of us. It gets us fired up emotionally, but focusing on what is not going to help you change behavior. Instead, we really need to shift our focus and our attention to why behavior is happening in the first place. Because when we understand why, we're in a powerful position to change it. So I'm going to talk about three main whys, three main reasons why kids are being bad. Now, the science of behavioral analysis have really narrowed it down, and they've done this through tons of research, and they call these whys functions of behavior. And three of the main functions of behavior are escape or avoidance, denied access to items or activities, and attention seeking. So those are the three that we're going to talk about today. First, let's talk about escape. So have you guys ever had the situation where you're giving your kids a homework assignment uh, at the table and all of a sudden he just tears up his assignment and runs away from the table? Maybe not tears it up even, but just, you know, starts engaging in a tantrum or just doesn't want to do it. Now, this is escape or avoidance coming into a play. Anytime that we want to ask our kids to do something that they don't want to do, we're running into this. And they're going to engage in some sort of challenging behavior to get out of it. Same thing happens when I try to get my kids to brush their teeth or try to get them to even put their shoes on to go run an errand or sit down and eat dinner. This escape and avoidance behavior typically happens for two reasons. One, we're either asking them to do something that's too difficult or they may think it's too difficult. Or two, they're simply not motivated to do it. So knowing why children are trying to escape or avoid a task in one of those two categories really helps us now respond correctly to the behavior in the future. So one, if a task is too difficult, it's our job as parents to provide the help and support either with the task itself or if it's not too difficult for them and it's just a mindset thing, then we need to work with them on understanding that, hey, a little bit of effort here is going to actually get it the way you want it. And so working on either their mindset, providing them help and support there, or providing them help and support with the task itself is where we're going to start. Now, if the kids are simply not motivated, well, it's our job to get them motivated. Now, doing math or measuring sides of a quadrilateral, it definitely is not motivating to me. And I can imagine that my eight-year-old feels the exact same way. So this is for us where we lean on our positive behavior support system. We go to our sticker chart. I'll say, hey, Sloan, 
I know this math test is really tough for you, so as long as you give me full effort on this thing, I'm gonna give you a bonus point. You can even sweeten the deal for harder things. It's this tool of a positive behavior support system that has really navigated our way through this homeschooling pandemic because let's be honest, I'm not a teacher. I'm not someone who's well-versed and schooled in delivering this academic information to my kids. So motivation is the last thing that I really wanna be dealing with. So for us, the positive behavior support chart, it works wonders to get our kids motivated to do something that they're really not wanting to do anyway. All right, cool. So let's address the second reason why kids are being bad. When we tell them no, when we deny access to items or activities, nope, we're not going outside right now, it's raining. Nope, we're not gonna go get ice cream actually because it's 9 a.m. Nope, we cannot go to grandma's house for the 50th time as bad as you want it, as bad as I want it. It's just not safe, we can't do it. So this function happens when we tell our kids no or either they need to wait or it's just not available. It can include things like access to games, food items, activities, whatever it might be. This battle is most commonly won on the front end by laying out consistent and clear expectations about what, when, how much, and when these things are gonna be available. If you can get your kids on the same page as well as your spouse, it's gonna be crucial to really reducing the likelihood of having these types of tantrums and meltdowns happen because they're gonna be used to having consistent and clear expectations. Another thing to think about is before you say no, make sure you are actually evaluating why you're denying access and that you have a mental and emotional energy to follow through because once a child learns that they can override you with challenging behavior, you're guaranteed to have more of it in the future. So be ready to battle or Pick your battles, it's your choice, but be consistent with whatever you choose. All right, let's go to number three. This is an attention-seeking function. So this function tends to happen when a kid is not receiving the level of attention that they're wanting. So most commonly we see this when a kid isn't getting like one-to-one -one direct attention from their parents, so they engage in some sort of behavior. Uh, for example, I was on a Zoom call this morning and Callan just kept pulling at my leg, kept pulling at my leg, and eventually I turned around and he's dumped the entire cat's water all over the floor and he's playing in it because he knows that's going to get it done. So, attention-seeking behavior happens usually in that reason, but it can also happen if a kid's maybe not getting the direct one-on-one -on -one if there's two or more kids in there. So, if you have, you know, if I have two daughters and I'm playing with one of them, the other one might start acting not so great to get my attention. And attention's a weird thing because sometimes it's actually that like high level of you know being reprimanded that kids are seeking because some attention even if it's a reprimand is sometimes better than no attention at all for kids so pay attention to yourself and how you are managing your responses when your kid is seeking your attention. Also be careful of the dreaded power struggle. This is that back and forth argument with a child. Um, and if you've ever been in bef one before with a kid, you know that there's no winner. Uh, when it comes to addressing these types of things, I always just say, hey, you're not gonna win an argument with a seven-year-old. It's just not gonna happen. The best way to win an argument with a seven-year-old is to have consequences that you can dish out uh, or just ignore them and just say like, okay, sounds good. I'll talk to you when you're calm. You know, so this is a really big piece of addressing attention-seeking behavior is just not giving into it, making sure that you're paying attention to your response and also making sure you're leaning on your system and leaning on the stuff that you've already explained to them because they're gonna know that 
receiving any sort of positive reinforcement or any sort of points or tokens is not going to happen if they're going to behave that way. And they could potentially even lose some of their consequences. And you can deliver that as well without giving a ton of attention. Additionally, when kids come out of tantrums, when they come out of that challenging behavior, it is important to reset and then deliver attention appropriately. We need to make sure that we give them language about like, hey, I liked how you calmed down. I really appreciate you telling me how you feel. Thank you for apologizing. Thanks for making it right. How much attention a certain kid needs is definitely going to vary from kid to kid. You've heard me talk about the behavior bank account in the past, but if you haven't, here's a quick analogy. Our kids interactions, at least with us, think of it in the same way you would think of a checking account. You need to make deposits before you make a withdrawal. So a deposit is any sort of positive interaction you have with your kids, playing with them, quality time, giving them compliments, just get, just giving them love and attention. And then a withdrawal would be a correction or any sort of feedback that you need, need to give them. So, the, so some kids have a more sensitive you know, withdrawal to deposit balance. And some of them, you know, need a lot more deposits. So every kid's going to be different. You really just got to figure out what works for your kid. The most important factor to remember with all of this stuff, especially with the attention seeking, is that you're in control. So it's my hope that with this advanced training and why kids are acting the way they are, you have an idea of the tools you need in your toolbox to make it a little bit easier. And speaking of tools, today, this podcast is dropping on Wednesday, the 13th, and we are actually closing the doors for our Get Your Kids to Listen course. If you are at all wondering, well, you talk about this positive behavior support system, you talk about having clear expectations, you talk about how do I set this stuff up, this course is exactly for you. We walk you through step-by-step how to define clear expectations, how to get you and your family and your spouse on the same page, how to build out the beginning of a system, how to extend a system, and then how do you get advanced training and how you deal with this challenging behavior. This is something I've been working really hard on for the past six months. I'm so excited to bring it to you guys. So if you're listening today, it's your last chance to get in. We may release it again in the future, but for right now, this is it because I'm taking everybody who signs up for this course through it personally. Every single week, multiple times per week, I'm going to be live in our private group, walking through, instructing through these lessons, getting the system set up and designed specially for your family. The content itself only takes about 90 minutes to, to watch or, or listen even if you're mowing your lawn or on a walk with your kids, you can listen to it. And then within a few days, you'll have a system that's set up and ready to go. The tantrums are going to go down. The joy is going to come back into your home. And I promise you, this is exactly what you're going to need rolling into this spring and summer because it's been such a crazy time for all of us locked inside together. Time to bring some structure back. Time to bring some joy back. I hope it's for you guys. And if not, just keep listening because I'm going to be doing my best to serve you guys as best I can through this. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Behavior Change Collective. Jump into our parent group, Behavior Change Collective Parents. Or as always, shoot me an email, behaviorchangecollective at gmail.com. I would love to help any way I can. This is Ty Krieger. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon.